Two Friends, Two Murders contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Nobody in an atmosphere like this has any contact with violence or walks in any fear. Except who knows what hides in the private jungle beyond any respectable door. Welcome back to Two Friends, Two Murders. I'm Kylie. And I'm Aubrey. And happy Super Bowl Sunday. Woo! Football Kylie, team sports. Listen, we would have done a cool football theme. This is what my brother <laughs> was telling us, but we didn't even think about it. It went straight over my head. Could have done some football players who kill, but instead we have bodies found in odd places, which is, <laughs> I feel like, better. I think still cooler, yeah. <laughs> um, but for those of you who get bored during the Super Bowl or don't understand what's happening during the game, That's you can mean. listen to us. Yeah, in our new episode. Yeah, it'll be great. Episode twenty nine. Except the halftime show is supposedly going to be pretty good. Oh, who's doing it? I think Do you it's know? J Lo. J Lo, damn, yeah, that so, girl looks great. I mean, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> but again, I mean, you can w- listen to us, then watch the halftime show, and maybe listen to us again. There we go. You know, go sports, um, go. Yeah, but today we're talking about bodies found in odd places. So, for you guys, before we talk about ours. I have strange places where bodies have been found. Nice. Which there, there's some weird ones in here, and I would hate to be the people to find these. I bodies was just to about say. <laughs> to say that would just still be so traumatizing. No, like, like remember the dude that was across. just jogging and yeah. stripped over a body. Yes, like how would you ever like want to go out again? Like I'm yeah, so like, scared. I'm going to trip the over a dead body. Like okay. Ugh. All right. So this one, a spa worker who was found frozen to death in a cry. Is it chirotherapy tank? Sure. I don't know what that it is. It's good. like one of those tanks that has water in it. Uh-huh. So this 24-year-old um, was at a beauty salon, and she was found dead inside this deep freeze unit. That's an intense beauty salon. <laughs> oh, my God. She sent a text to her boyfriend saying she was staying late for work uh, for a few minutes inside the tank in hopes of helping her sore muscles. She was found dead by coworkers the following morning. Oh, my gosh. So it, did it just, like, lock on her or something? Let's see. So the treatment, which exposes the body to nitrogen gas at sub-zero temperatures supposed to help with um like your muscles like uh-huh. your sore muscles and improve skin tone so she must have got locked in there and died from like low oxygen that is so scary Ugh. <sighs> i don't know if you've like this is not the same thing but <laughs> i don't know if you've ever like gone tanning I, before i literally just say i could talk about a tanning bed yes! and, like burning to it death scares inside me. of me what is that on i know what you did final last summer. destination too is it in final destination yeah there's too? one on there oh man yeah the sequel of i know what you did last summer she like gets locked in a tanning Ugh. bed and i'm just like oh god no, scary. I used to like leave it open a little bit. So yeah, that I just could squeeze in case. out if I had to. No wonder I never tanned. <laughs> uh, this one was a woman was found dead after being trapped in an elevator for over a month. No, absolutely I hate elevators. Not. Our old work elevator. I don't know if we've oh, told God. this story before, but it was just shoddy as hell. Like me it. and my girl Tony, hundred <laughs> percent, got locked in the elevator, and we called this guy, and he tried to like pry it open with his hands. <laughs> 
And he got it open enough to where he could like, he was like, do you need water? <laughs> like you've been stranded there for like days. Luckily, we were only stuck in it for like maybe five minutes, but I did start to panic just a little bit. It would go out all the time. We yeah. would just be sitting there working and then we'd hear people like ring the, <laughs> the bell. Alarm. Oh, God. Poor people. Yet I'd still use it. Let's see. This one, she was so, she, she got on, she lived alone on the 15th floor, which first of all, why? The 15th Unless it, floor. maybe it was like a suite. I don't know. Uh, she was forgotten for more than a month before her body was discovered. She, oh, she had a hand pressed against the door when she was found? What? what the heck? So repairman turned off the power to the elevator on January 30th after it malfunctioned. They shouted to check if anyone was inside and heard no reply. No one was trying to use this and they're elevator just like, for a they month. They just were like, we don't need to fix it for like 30 month days. Like, That's fine. Budget. Budget cuts. <laughs> oh my God. She starved to death, but most likely dehydration or starving to death. Yikes. Let's see. This That's woman brutal. died in her work cubicle. I always told people that <laughs> I the last place I wanted to die was at work. Yeah, no freaking no, way. No, I don't want to die at work. I was, oh no, Sounds I was stuck horrible. in this shitty ass meeting one time and it was just kept going on and on. <laughs> and then we had like, it was when we were getting a lot of those earthquakes and oh. I swear there was like a little like tremor of an earthquake and I was like, oh my God, lady, please wrap <laughs> this up. Like, I do not want to die here. No, that's the worst place to die. Absolutely. Let's see, it was a 50-year-old li- lady. Uh, she was sitting in a line of cubicles that were unoccupied with no phones and she was discovered by the following the following day by a security guard. So it was just natural causes. Oh, yikes. That would be horrendous. Oh, you're like, sick. hey, Sally, do you have this email? And then she's, just, she's, like, she's just like sitting there and you're oh, like, God. you good? You good? <laughs> nope. Okay. Fuck. Hopefully they got the day off. <laughs> um, Let's see. <laughs> this dead body fell out of a coroner's truck into traffic. I've heard of some things like this. Right. So it was a gurney that fell out of a van when a door malfunctioned and then a corpse fell into the middle of a busy roadway. <laughs> Jesus, that would be awful. Oh, wait a second. What? It says a photo. Oh, Aubrey's creeping. <laughs> She's got the photo. There, though. Okay, it took me to Amazon, so I don't know what <laughs> happened. <laughs> Disregard. Ooh. Okay, this one, the church that had three bodies buried in its foundation. Ew, creepy. Yeah, let's see. It said there were shallow caves, caves, <laughs> shallow, shallow graves caves. in a church foundation in Nigeria. This body, or this building, guys, oh my god, is allegedly owned by ritualists who presented himself as a man of God. Hmm. A worker at the site heard about the burial of the deceased inside the foundation and alerted f- officials before the concrete was poured. Creepy. Whatever. I don't know. We'll have to look more into that because maybe that's one we could do. There you go. Uh, this guy died at an internet cafe after a three-day gaming binge. Holy shit. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Take he had a cardiac break. failure. That was Ugh. too intense for him. I wonder what he was playing. God, who knows? Let's see. <laughs> some <laughs> wow. Some, some COD. <laughs> this woman was found sitting in a Walmart parking lot for months. For that, months. That does not seem like a place you want to die. And she was only 22. She had disappeared in November after she'd been released from a drug and alcohol treatment center. Well, let's see. She had parked in the same spot for several weeks when they finally, a Walmart probably, a Walmart employee called. <laughs> By the time they arrived, they found the body. Ooh, she left a suicide note with an empty syringe next to her. Oh, sad. 
Like, is no one walking by? They just think she's sleeping? I guess. There was a lady at the grocery store the other day that me and Austin saw, and she was sleeping. And we didn't know if she was sleeping or not. Oh. But she didn't move. By the time we went into the grocery store to lay out, and we <laughs> So you've have seen one. <laughs> but I just kept telling Austin, I was like, I think she's fine. <laughs> I don't make eye contact when I go into Walmart. I literally just, like, go straight in, get my stuff, and get out. Walmart's disgusting. <laughs> no, it's not Walmart. You're awesome. All right, well, there's Roll some uh, there's some uh, odd body places for you. I mean, and if in case you can't think of any odd places to hide a body, I could tell you guys about some popular places to hide bodies. Yeah, want to hear some of those? Sure. Why not? We've got. I mean, about I gotta think that like lakes, like there's 100%. gotta be lakes yep. on like number. So this one. one is the Green River. So this is in Washington State. Uh, let's see. There's a total of 71 bodies found in this river. I'm sure there's even more. Oh, there, uh, yeah. And that's what's been found. Yeah. You know, yuck. Uh, this one is Leakin Park. They said that there was a 13 year old, a 15 year old boy and over 70 bodies found inside that park. Ugh. What? That's one of those parks that you probably tripped over a dead body. Yeah. It's freaking disgusting. Oh, somebody jogging. Yuck. So gross. (laughs) Let's see. Humboldt Park. This is in Chicago, Illinois. It's right next to a fitness center in soccer fields. They say a a man... Oh, a man... Speaking of bodies in odd places, (laughs) he killed his pregnant ex-girlfriend, put her in a body, put her body in a plastic container, and dumped her remains in the park. In September 2015, child's hands and feet were discovered, and by nightfall, a child's head was also discovered. I don't get why a park is a popular place. Like, people go there all the time. Like, a forest, maybe. Yeah, right. Like, enclosed woods, okay, for sure. But, like, a freaking park? Yeah. No, that sounds weird. Let's see. This one, Louisiana Swamps, which kind of makes sense, because there's probably, like, alligators gators and stuff, you know? The gator's gonna get Um, you. There was a police officer who was linked to at least two of 24 serial killings that they found bodies inside this. Creepy. Ooh, there you go. Most you of know, them are lakes. Yeah, that ma- that honestly makes sense to me. It's disgusting. Um, When we picked this theme, originally I thought about the Chris Watts case. Oh, yeah. How he, like, I don't know if it's, like, I want to say an oil rig, but I don't know if that's correct, but those, like, huge, like, tanks yeah. or whatever uh-huh. that he, like, stuffed his kids' bodies into. Yeah. And, like, when the investigator or the, like, lady that gave him the lie detector test was, like, he finally admitted where they were, right? And she was, like, are you sure you're not lying to me? Because they said there's literally yeah, no possible way you could fit a body into yeah. this place. And sure enough, he freaking did. And he squeezed him in there. Oh, God, so messed like, up. Like, the signs on their bodies showed that they he, like, shoved them in there. I'm just, like, waiting for a good documentary to come out on that case. Oh, there will, 100%. Yeah, totally. When more, like, details come out and stuff, like, when he actually goes to trial, like, I'm just, ugh, gross. We'll cover it, maybe. Yeah, for sure. When the documentary comes out, we'll do that one. Yeah. All right, well, shall we talk about our bodies found in yeah, let's do it. Whatever, odd places. I keep saying bad places, which same thing. (laughs) Yeah, odd, bad, strange. Odd, bad, weird, not (laughs) in a cemetery. (laughs) Not a lake. Okay, am I first? Yeah, you're first. Okay. And, like, I think I've heard of your story. Yeah, mine's but pretty I popular. Don't, I don't know any of the details, and I know, well, I mean, I won't steal your thunder, but yeah. I know I've seen, like, the video, yep. and it's so eerie. Yeah, so, so I'm excited I to hear the te- details. I am talking about Elisa Lamb. So this, uh, once I start talking to you guys about the story, you'll you'll be familiar with it, because it's pretty popular, but uh, Elisa was born on April 30th of 1991 to her immigrant parents from Hong Kong. 
Uh, when Elisa was younger, her parents opened up a restaurant just outside Vancouver, Canada. So that's where they moved to. She had a pretty good childhood in Canada and became a student at the University of British Columbia. So mm-hmm. she was living her best life. Cool. But obviously, that's not where this ends. <laughs> so she this was is not a happy <laughs> podcast. Uh, she was diagnosed later in life with bipolar disorder and depression. So she was prescribed four medications to treat her disorders. Okay. Uh, her parents said that Elisa seemed happy and never had a history of any self-harm or suicidal thoughts. So she just was your typical girl that, you yeah, know, had, had some had, had some, some issues, issues but was know? working through them. Yeah. Uh, she seemed to be doing really well and started traveling often and even started her own blog. Cool. Uh, over the next two years, she posted pictures of models and fashionable clothing and posts about her struggle with mental illness. So that mm-hmm. was kind of like what got her popular was her blog and how real she was about what she was struggling with and yeah. how she was living with it. Um, in January of 2012, Elisa posted that she had a relapse at the start of the school term, which forced her to drop several of her classes. So it was just kind that of sucks. going back and yeah. forth, you know. Um, on January 26th, Elisa decided to travel to Los Angeles, California, and checked into the Cecil Hotel downtown near Skid Row. Uh, she was initially assigned to share a room on the hotel's fifth floor, so I don't know if it's like a hostel or if it was like a school trip that she took and that's why she was assigned okay uh but her roommate complained that elisa was behaving oddly so she actually got moved into her own room a few days later hmm what does that mean do you think oh we'll probably (laughs) now random note and i had to throw this in here because it creeped me out but the cecil hotel that elisa was staying at was actually known for a few odd things okay so it was initially built as a business hotel in the 1920s but fell under hard times during the great depression uh, during these times, several murders took place in connection to this hotel. Ooh. So in 1964, Goldie Osgood, known as the Pigeon Lady at Pershing Square, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> was raped and murdered in her room, and the crime was never solved. The Serial, I know, I was like, the Pigeon Lady. Like, you're supposed to know, like, the Pigeon Lady. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, duh, obviously. You know, Goldie, the Pigeon Lady. Yeah, seriously. Uh, serial killers Jack Underwager. Hunter Wager? I don't know. I never heard of him. And Richard Ramirez, who is the night oh, stalker. Oh, yeah, okay. Both resided at the Cecil Hotel while some murders that they did took place. Weird. Um, there have been multiple suicides that have happened in this hotel. And one reporter who stayed in the hotel said the hotel will reveal whatever is, or will reveal to you whatever your fugitive form. What? Yes. The hell? Okay. Kind of reminds me of the... Um, American Horror Story, the hotel. So, is American that... Horror Story is based off of okay, this hotel. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yep. So you could say, obviously, odd behavior is common in this hotel. Weird. Um, why, why would you work there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just doing my 9 But at five. the same time, you're kind of like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, on January 31st, 2013, the day Elisa was scheduled to check out of the Cecil Hotel, her parents did not hear from her and she never checked out, so they ended up calling the LA police. Soon after this, her parents flew to L.A. to help look for Elisa. Hotel staff said that they had seen her earlier that day and that she was alone and everything seemed fine. Okay. Uh, police searched the hotel, but they were unsuccessful, and they even used canines to find her scent, but were unable to to find anything. Like, all of her stuff was still yeah. in her room. Uh-huh. And like, yep, oh. and then and due to legal issues, you can't search a full hotel unless you have probable cause, and they right. didn't at this time. Yeah. Um. On February 6th, a week after Elisa had gone missing, the LAPD posted flyers of her image in local neighborhoods and online to see if they could get any help 
after this, on February 15th, another week after this, so two weeks had gone by, the LAPD released a video of Elisa taking one of the elevators. And this is the popular video that most people have seen. What's weird about the video is the behavior. Mm -hmm. She's just, she's acting crazy. So what happens, and I can't play it because obviously there's no sound, but you guys can definitely check it out. Um, Elisa enters the elevator, and it looks like she selects a floor on the elevator, but it never actually closes. Mm -hmm. So it just stays open, and she's just standing in the corner. Uh, The door continues to stay open, and then she walks to the door, steps out into the hall, and, like, looks back and forth, like, what's going on, right? Walks back in. She stands there again. And she continues to do this, where she keeps stepping out. But there's times where she, like, jumps out. And she's like, look. And like she'll she jump looks back like in. in. She the looks video, like she's right? like either playing like a game with someone or she's hiding from Ew, someone, playing right? A game with well, someone. Well, it looks because she just like pops just and she's gave like me and then she like pops back in. Um, you can see her like waving her arms and like rubbing her arms as if she's having a conversation with someone. But the weird thing is that the elevator doors never close. There's mm-hmm. no alarm going off. The doors just stay open. And no one else is ever seen walking by. Right. So it's like, one, why aren't the elevator doors closing? Yeah. Like, after Come you on, Cecil Hotel. Right. Like, oh, weird. oh my gosh. Creepy. So after a few minutes of this, it goes on for like two to three minutes, yeah. right? She finally enters the elevator and the doors finally close. Okay. Okay. So some people believe that she was either trying to get the elevator car to move and that's why she was like, or trying to get someone to come help her. Okay. Um, some believe that she might have been under the influence of drugs. Okay. And other believes that she might have been having a psychotic episode due to her mental epi- uh, illness. Okay. So, all valid. All valid. All, all could Correct. happen. But yeah. the trying to find someone, was she just like, hello? <laughs> Pop <laughs> like, popping in and out. In and out. Like, what the heck? Okay, so now we get to the discovery of the body. So during the search for Elisa, guests began complaining about lower water pressure. Some even complained that their water was colored black and had an unusual taste. Ew. So what? gross. <laughs> On the morning of February 19th, Elisa's body was found in one of the 4,000-gallon tanks providing water to the hotel. What the hell? The tank was drained and cut open since the maintenance hatch had was too small to remove a body. So it's kind of the same like, thing we were just talking yeah. about. Um, there had been a lot of controversy on whether Elisa committed suicide or was right. murdered because of like what I'll go through next. But there's just not a lot of detail to what happened, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the coroner's office issued her death as a drowning, but Elisa's body was found naked, but similar clothing to what she had been wearing was found le- next to her floating in the water. Which, like, how did she get in there, though? Dude. I don't know. <laughs> Elisa's body was somewhat decomposed and bloated. It was greenish color, but there was no physical trauma or sexual assault. Mm-hmm. There was nothing on the body to show that it was a suicide either. Yeah. They did find a small amount of alcohol in her body, but it was, like, maybe one beer, right? Right. It was super small. Yeah. And then the only prescri- the only drugs she found in her body were the prescription drugs that she took on a daily basis. So nothing was out nothing of the ordinary. Out of the- okay. Yep. Uh, there was never an explanation as how she got into the tank, because obviously the hole was too small. Right. That's the so The hotel's weird. roof is locked, and the only people who can get up there are staff, and they have a code. If anyone tries to put in the code, it goes wrong. It sets off an alarm. Something's fishy. Yeah. Some say that you could use the fire escape to access to the top of the roof. Um, And so some people believe that maybe she used the fire escape to get up there. Uh But again, it's another thing where it's like, how she would she have gotten to the fire escape? Because normally like the windows are locked and things like that. 
Um, another question is how she would have gotten into the tank herself. Exactly. That's what I keep wondering. I'm like, how the fuck did she get in there? All four tanks are four by eight foot propped up on concrete blocks. There's no fixed access to them. So there's no ladder or anything to them. Uh, the hotel workers have to bring a lap, uh, a ladder up with them to access Yeah. The lids were also super heavy, so there was no way for her to pull it back down when she's already in the tank. Right. So, police dogs also found no trace of her on the roof or near any of the exits. So weird. And it's like, if you saw this, like, hotel guest carrying around a ladder, like, yeah. there would be a video of it. Yeah. Like, one, exactly. how would she find it? Like, oh my gosh. Unless there was a ladder already up there, but then that would have been explained in what right. happened, right? Uh, since her death, people continue to question what happened. There were some tests that were never ran on her body. So, for instance, the results of the rape test and the finger kit nail test were never released to the public. Oh, so they're just assuming there was no sexual assault. Yep, so some people believe they were never actually even processed or they're trying to not show something because they don't know. Um, there was also some suspicious pooling of blood in her anal area, which could obviously suggest sexual abuse because right. why else would there be? Yeah. Right? Uh, Elisa's phone had never been found. So in her hotel room, all of her belongings were still there. It was not in her room and it wasn't on her personal self and it wasn't in anywhere in the hotel. So they couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. Um, so this actually led people to believe that her phone was either taken by the person who murdered her or who knows where it is, right? Um, another weird thing is her Tumblr account was apparently continues to get or was continuing to get updated even after she was already dead. So either the person with her phone was still posting to her Tumblr account or someone had hacked it and was what posting on her hell? behalf. Yeah, like that's not oh my gosh, someone has her phone. Like I know. that's so like where else would the phone be? Right. Somewhere that should in the hotel, be enough I guess. to be a murder investigation. Yeah. So in September, Elisa's parents filed a wrongful death suit against the hotel, but totally. it was actually dismissed. So they didn't get anything because the roof was locked. Everything was up to standards. Like there should have been no way for her to get up there. Right. Right. So it all fell through. So they didn't actually get anything. But it's like then an employee had to have helped her. Like, (laughs) so Elisa's death has never been ruled as a murder, but they because they found no evidence. But that has also never been ruled out as a suicide either. So, Elisa's death has been used in multiple storylines for movies and TV shows. For example, American Horror Story. Yeah. And then the shows, it's kind of funny because there's shows ranging from girls who were murdered and put into water tanks. And then there was one Japanese film that actually came out about a girl who was tormented in a hotel elevator by a ghost. (laughs) What? Oh, my gosh. So, there's just, like, so much controversy around what happened. Like, did she kill herself? Did someone put her there? Like, what happened? But this murder has never been solved. That's so weird. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that video again. It's been a long it's time since I've It's a weird video. It. It's pretty long. I skipped through a couple parts just because there are parts where she's just standing there and what being the creepy. Heck? But it's weird. And just, like, the fact that nothing has been solved with this. And it also... I can't believe there wasn't an actual investigation. Like, that's insane to me. Like, yeah, yeah everything was up to code, but, like, she was still found there. And like, how there, did she get in there? That's suspicious circumstances. Yeah. Like... It's it's weird, and I just feel like I never want to, like, brush my teeth in hotel water ever ew, <laughs> them saying that it was, like, looked black and ew, tasted yeah, weird. Ugh, and I ugh. definitely want to walk by the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. And see what, the, what this is all about. When you were cause... telling me, I was like, why does that sound familiar? And it's like, oh, yeah, American Horror Story. 
Story. Yeah, girl. Uh, season five, five? I don't know. I don't know, but it's a good Hotel. one. Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> there's my body in odd places. Dude, that's a wild story. It's and so I just weird. like hate that there's no resolution. No, like, and that it, even me crazy. since the day, there's been no updates. It's just like it closed. It's just a, it's cold, a cold case. case. Ugh. And, and I'm sure it's because, I mean, nothing against whoever was working on it, but they'd probably just, like, close it as a suicide. Yeah, I mean, well, if or accidental the death, wrongful you know? death suit gets uh, dismissed, it's yep. like, what else? Yep, there's nothing. Oh, my so gosh, weird. I hate it. And it's like, there's no other security cameras in your hotel besides right, the elevator. The exactly. It's like, there has to be some kind of trail of her getting up there. Yeah. That's so weird to me. So there you have it. I hate it. It creeps me out. It's just gross because yeah. you think about the water. All those people. <laughs> Sick. And she was up there for like weeks. So oh. that's a lot of guests. Weird. All right. Okay. Let's hear your odd body. Okay. Here we go. Uh, okay. So my story is about a 30-year-old man from Ohio named Matthew Hoffman. Mm. On November, and mine kind of just like jumps right into it. So sorry. Whatever, we're here for it. Yep. <laughs> On November 9th, 2010, he stated he wanted to burglarize this house and the thought of being inside someone else's home excited him. Ooh, okay. So he staked it out into this woods nearby. So he had like a sleeping bag and he was just kind of like laying there, like watching the house, sleeping on and off again, just uh-huh. like waiting for it to be empty. Um, on the morning of November 10th, around 9 a.m., he realized that both the cars that had been in the driveway were gone, so he proceeded to the house. He was armed with a knife that he had bought online a week previous to the incident and a blackjack, which I didn't know what this was, but it basically looks like a police baton. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that was a thing, but there I you go. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I mean, you're clearing that up. I <laughs> you're welcome. Like, mm-hmm, the yeah, the game. blackjack. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> He's armed with 21. <laughs> Um, so he was able to get inside the house from the garage door because it was kind of left ajar. And then once he got through there, he kicked in the door. Okay. So he began to burglarize the house and he had been in there for about an hour when Tina Herman, the mother of the house, had returned home from dropping her two kids off at school. Her kids were named Cody. uh, He was 11 and her, her other kid was Sarah, 13. Okay. Um, he said he was caught off guard when Tina had entered the house, so he began to chase her, despite him saying Ugh. his only intention was to rob them. Yeah. Um, he cornered Tina into her bedroom and began to hit her with the blackjack, and that's when Stephanie Sprang, a close friend of the family, had entered the house as well, saw what Matthew was doing, like, screamed and, like, tried to run out. Yeah. Matthew ended up stabbing Tina in the back twice and then chased Stephanie through the house and stabbed her Jeez. to death as well. My God. Yeah, so he obviously wasn't just there to, like, Thank goodness she didn't them. bring the kids back home with her. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the face I just got. Oh. <laughs> and we'll keep going and with that. the plot thickens. <laughs> um, he had moved both of the bodies into the bathtub and was dismembering them when the two kids oh, returned my God. home from school. No. <laughs> How long did this take you? A solid eight hours? I get I like, had to have, right? Yeah. Like, oh Maybe my it gosh. was a short day. Yeah, maybe it was a Friday. <laughs> no, it was, like, I don't know. Listen, it's fine. It doesn't matter. But anyway, they got home, and when they entered the house, Matthew was, like, like obviously had heard them, and so he was kind of, like, waiting for them. Sarah, the 13-year-old, was able to run up to her room. However, Matthew got Cody right at the door and stabbed him to death oh as well. Gosh. 
Um, He found Sarah and tied her up with a cord that he had pulled off of a fan and left her on the kitchen floor. Um, It said that Sarah didn't get to, like, see a lot of her house at this point. So, like, she still didn't know that Cody and her mom were murdered and also had no idea that Stephanie had been there either. Um, He finished, so he finished dismembering the bodies, including their family dog, because he wouldn't stop barking. Put him outside. Like, of course the dog's gonna bark, you... Yeah. <laughs> I like how he gets so riled up about the dog. <laughs> it's so annoying. God, just let him live his life. Yes. Anyway, so he had put the bodies into heavy-duty trash bags and then loaded them up into Stephanie's Jeep along with the kidnapped Sarah. So he took her to his house in Columbus, Ohio, and left her there alone while he got rid of the bodies. What the heck? Yeah. This is a... L- Weird thing for some guy who was just going to rob the place. Exactly. And also, like, don't seem like that because he could have just left. And I also don't like get him staking out the house for that long when he's just trying to commit some kind of obviously it didn't work for him because this whole plan failed. Yeah, it failed miserably. (laughs) Exactly. So it's like, I don't think those were your intentions, bro, but whatever. Um, so yeah, so he leaves Sarah at his house and he starts taking the bodies and he had used, so it says that he actually took the bodies at different times, like making multiple trips and he had also used different cars. So Mm. he had used Stephanie's Jeep, he used Tina Herman's pickup truck and then also used his car while abandoning. So it didn't look like the same car. Exactly. He had also left the cars at different locations. Okay. So... Yeah, I don't know if that was smart, but that's I mean, what he was trying to do. It seems like he had this figured out. It seems like there was a lot more method mm-hmm. to... Yeah, exactly. So apparently he was quite the outdoorsman and he was an, an unemployed tree trimmer. So <laughs> he had all of this kind of like cutting and like tree cutting and climbing equipment. And he also had an obsession with trees and leaves because his entire house, <laughs> I know it's so weird, his entire house was completely covered in them. Over a hundred, like over hundreds of grocery bags were just filled with leaves and like stapled to his walls. What the heck? Like his bathroom wall, his like living room wall were all covered with these bags full of leaves. Is there pictures of these? Yes. Yeah, so uh, there are pictures which like what we can heck? definitely like add to our story or yeah. something. Like it's bizarre. Weird. Yeah, it's super weird. Um, he had huge, not just the bags, but he had huge piles of leaves in his house too. Like literally from floor so to ceiling. Weird. That's like, a weird thing, dude. He's just obsessed with them, I guess. Like I don't even know. Like some people said that like he did it in case he ever wanted to burn down his house and like they would, I mean, like, catch right. fire quickly, but, like, I feel like there were easier ways. I mean, you could just have, like, a bottle of gasoline yeah, instead exactly. of all these leaves. I I think he was, like, obsessed with them yeah. for some odd Seems reason. Like a weird dude. Um, but, yeah, so, like I said, the pictures are crazy, so we'll have to post some. But, like, he also had weird drawings along the walls of his house. Like, there were upside-down peace signs, and, like, he wrote peace all over his house, but, like, he spelled it wrong. Who is like, this guy? He's just weird, right? So... I like how he's an um, unemployed branch trimmer. Tree trimmer, like, yep. Unemployed. No wonder you're unemployed. Yeah, like, Special everyone teeth. saw you keeping their leaves. <laughs> like, what are you I'll doing with these. those? <laughs> Freaking weirdo. So weird. Um, so he had kept Sarah hostage at the house for over four days, 
He admitted to raping her at least once. Ugh. And then there were no more details released if there was like more to it. Yeah. But like there was definitely sexual assault that yeah. had happened. Um, however, despite that, he said he had compassion for Sarah and actually treated her quite nicely. Mm. He cooked her hamburgers. He what let the hell? <laughs> yeah. He let her play Wii games. He let her watch Iron Man. Sarah had actually kept asking him if he had killed her family and he just told her to not worry about it and that she would be back with her family by Christmas time. He looked he looked up the definition of ransom in the dictionary and showed it to Sarah, making it seem like that was his only intention was to get money for her or something. What? Yeah. He later this was a quote from him. He later told investigators, I would not have hurt her. I couldn't have hurt her. I was going to keep keep giving her more and more freedoms until she ran away. Even though when they found her, she was gagged and bound with rope and duct tape down in his basement. So He's just delusional. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the investigation happened quickly. So on Thursday, after Tina hadn't shown up for work, her boss went by her house and somehow saw, like, blood within the home. Like, yeah. I think he, like, looked through the windows or something and just saw, like, something had happened. Yeah. So this triggered a full-scale missing persons investigation. Does, are they not married? Like, where's the husband? So the, I think they're divorced because okay. her her last name is Herman. And okay. then the two kids' last name are Maynard. Okay. And then the dad is Larry Maynard. Okay. So I'm pretty sure they were divorced. Didn't, probably didn't live there. Yeah, he didn't okay. live there, I don't think, or had, I don't know, I don't know if he had custody or, like, yeah. what the deal was, okay. but he wasn't around. Got it. Okay. Um, so, anyway, the, the full-scale missing persons investigation is uh, triggered with the community and authorities, and it's actually kind of weird because the authorities had ran into Hoffman before he was a suspect. Hmm. Hoffman had been walking down this bike trail where he had abandoned Herman's pickup tr- truck to get rid of it. His plan was to get rid of the cars and then to go to the victim's house and burn it down and, like, get Mm. rid of all the evidence. But he didn't realize, like, an investigation was going to happen so quickly because it was literally, like, the next day. I mean. So. Kids and people are missing. Exactly. Yeah. So. Last that long. When they, like, talked to Hoffman on this bike trail, they, like, didn't have any reason to suspect, I can't talk, suspect him him at this point, right? And Hoffman just told him that, like, he was walking down the trail waiting for his girlfriend who was attending this uh, college campus nearby. So they basically Mm -hmm. just let him go. They were like, okay, like, see you later. And then after further investigation, they had found a... At the victim's house, they had found a Walmart bag with heavy-duty trash bags and tarps in it. So they followed up with the local Walmart and watched their surveillance cameras until they spotted Matthew purchasing them and realized this was the same guy that they had saw, saw seen at the park. Oh, my God. I can't talk. It's okay. You got this. Um, so they were able to track him down by the receipts and credit card transactions. So now they know where he lives. Okay. Like, they've, they've pinpointed Things are him. adding up. Things are adding up. So... After this is four days after the murder, they locate him, right, and bust into his house and they found him sleeping on the couch and arrested him. Um, Again, they found Sarah in the basement. The door had been blocked by like this old sewing cabinet and she was lying on this. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but he had made her this bed full of leaves and like blankets. Of course he did. Yeah, it's like all these leaves. Why not? (laughs) And he had said in like a other. interview he had said that he like wanted her to be comfortable so he just made all on some leaves it's like literally when you see the picture it's just like bunch of leaves with blankets thrown on top of it it seems comfy yeah so ridiculous um 
So I had already kind of told you about how weird his house was with the leaves and the writings. And while the cops were searching the house, they said that, like, they were so worried because of how high these piles of leaves were that, like, someone was, like, hiding in there. So can (laughs) you imagine imagine being a cop, like, walking through these, like, leaves, (laughs) like, someone, like, busting out? It sounds like a horror house. Totally. It's so creepy. But they also found some other weird stuff. They had in the freezer. They had found two dead squirrels. Okay. And the neighbors would later. <laughs> yeah, so random. They were in his leaves. <laughs> Maybe. How dare they? The neighbors later testified that Ma- they never saw Matthew uh, grocery shop, and that he would just like literally hunt these squirrels and then roast them on fires in his front yard and, and eat them. And they didn't think that was odd behavior. <laughs> they were just like, whatever. It's your. They were you like, do you. Your well, house. Matthew's eating squirrels again. <laughs> oh my god, that smells so good. Oh yeah. Is that what her hamburger was? <laughs> oh god, I didn't even think about that. Maybe gross. Now she's like, oh squirrel burger. I did think they were a little chewy. <laughs> oh, he's so weird. Yeah. So the squirrels were right next to some red popsicles in the freezer. <laughs> okay, so. well. The things you find in freezers. Yep. I don't think I have anything odd, but okay. <laughs> Uh, so when they dug more into Matthew's life, it's like obviously this mess, right? Yeah. He was an ex-con. So when he was 19, he had robbed this condo that he had been working for as a plumber. And he got so scared that his fingerprints were going to be there. So he set the entire building on fire. Okay. There was like 16 people living in it. But luckily they were able to like get out and there was no like, like no casualties yeah. but like the whole I can't remember how much the money was that they took to replace the condo but he had gone to jail for it okay um and then so he was unemployed and when they tracked down his ex-girlfriend she said that Matthew had recently choked her so her and her son had left but it was just that was kind of weird too because in the house there was obviously no signs of a family living yeah. there so like uh, anything normal that had been in that house the girlfriend took <laughs> with her when she She's left like this is mine yeah <laughs> like you can keep the leaves you can have all your leaves and squirrels <laughs> i will take the couch thank you exactly so yeah, she had she ditched weird um So it took more than four days for the police to get a full confession out of Matthew. He was completely silent most of the time. Like at one point he pointed to his heart and the the investigators were like, uh, what does that mean? Like, are you heartbroken over what happened? (laughs) And he just like shook his head no and then just went silent on them again. Like he was probably like. My leaves. My leaves. Someone take care of my leaves. (laughs) I know, for real. So, like, I guess the the interview or investigation with him, like, to get the confession was just grueling because he just wouldn't talk for like four days straight. Dude, you've been caught. Just tell me what happened. Yeah, it's time to own up. Yeah, we found the leaves. We found the girl. (laughs) Know what's happening? Yeah, you're not, dude. Yeah. So, um, he eventually ends up like where he eventually ends up saying like he'll take them to the bodies and confesses as soon as they take the death penalty off of the table so okay that's basically how they get him to talk and he finally agrees to tell them where the bodies are um so in Kokosing wildlife area there was this 60 foot hollow tree 
And so he used this rig and pulley system that he had Uh had to, like, climb the tree and basically just dropped the bodies down into this, like, 60-foot hollow tree. So they just, like, fell down into the bottom and are just sitting in this tree. So not weird for a body to be found in the woods. But But inside a tree? Like, this huge, tall-ass tree. They're just, like, just drops them into it. So weird. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, I wonder if that helped the tree flourish. Ugh, flourish, I don't know. flourish. They he probably took some leaves, too. Probably He probably <laughs> dropped some leaves down in there, too. All four dismembered bodies, so Tina, Cody, Stephanie, and the family dog were all recovered. Jeez. And so then on January... So it was like... It was, so it was just hollow, and he could put yeah, it in Yeah, it was just completely hollow, so, so we just, like, weird. climbed to the top and then just dropped the bags in. I mean pretty good idea if you if he hadn't have been caught from like the other circumstances yeah. like who would find that you one wouldn't... day you're cutting the tree down and just all these bones yeah come out. good god Weird. yeah so gross um so on january uh in january 2011 matthew pleaded guilty to 10 felonies which included aggravated murder and rape and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Sarah is now living with her father, Larry Maynard. And then I actually, so I have two clips that I'm going to play for you. One of them is the trial where Matthew is sentenced. Again, he doesn't really talk other than just saying like, yes, but his lawyer reads a statement from him. And then, yeah, so you'll, you'll listen to that. And then the other clip is Sarah going on to this talk show, get kind of giving like her side of what happened. So... Let me get those up for you. I'm ready. This guy's weird. So weird. Really, the squirrels just... (laughs) The leaves, I was like, I mean, just fetish, and then freaking squirrels. His house is freaking crazy. (laughs) I'm ready for it. All right. Here we go. simply the family deserves to know this was a random burglary that went terribly terribly wrong no one person no family was singled out it's tragic I can't undo what is done Finding the pleas to be voluntary, the court accepts the pleas and finds the defendant guilty. One of the victims has uh, given me permission to read her statement for her, and uh, I can read my statement first. Your Honor, I'm reading a a statement that uh, was uh, given to me and prepared by Sarah Maynard. It says, Sarah's typed letter. She writes, this has changed my whole life and my family's life too. My mom constantly worked, so I never got to see her, and I never really talked to my brother Cody. This is so sickening, Matthew, to know you even had the guts to do this to a family. Stephanie was a great woman too. She watched Cody and I whenever my mom needed her to. All I'm thinking about is how sick and disgusting Matthew is. I will never forget to this day about Cody and my mom, Tina. I think Matthew was really stupid for killing the dog, too. What could we have possibly done to you for us to get treated like this, Matthew? There is no reason why Matthew should have killed my family. I knew you killed my family, Matthew, when you kidnapped me. I kept asking you if you killed my mom and brother, and you said, don't worry about it. 
he will have to suffer the rest of his life like we had to suffer. How could you possibly do this to a loving and caring family? Matthew, you must have been planning this for a really long time because you have to have skills and time to do such a thing to someone like us. I know for a fact that he didn't do this by himself. I don't understand why Matthew is such a coward and can't tell us who else was involved in this. From what I know and heard Matthew tell us, you know, I was talking to someone else. Also, Matthew, you had told me that someone dropped you off at our house because there was no other vehicles in our driveway besides my mom's truck and Stephanie's Jeep. I hope you didn't make up the letter, Matthew. I love how she's that? like, I don't know why you had to kill the dog, though. She's like, I think Matthew's stupid for killing the dog, <laughs> and I agree. I 100% agree with you. So here is the other little clip of her on this talk show. us exclusively along with her dad Larry good morning to you both Sarah I think that you are an incredibly brave young lady given everything that you have gone through and I want the audience at home to know that this is something you wanted to do you wanted to come forward and speak out I know that you're working with a grief counselor back home but your family supports this decision to be here so tell us why you wanted to be here this morning and what it is you want to say um, to let people know how I could survive what he did to me, so um, I just listened to everything he told me to do and and got through it. He, uh, your kidnapper held you for four days. It had to be very scary for you. How did you stay strong through all of that, Sarah? Just hoping someone would find me and so I won't have to live with him again. Or stay there with him. Yeah, he said in, during his confession that uh, he, he admitted that he bound your, your hands and your feet, but he also said that he made hamburgers for you. How did he act around you? Was he trying to befriend you, or was he constantly threatening you, Sarah? No, I think he was just trying to say that in his letter to make people think that he felt good about himself to, for him to think that he fed me and stuff, and he didn't. He didn't let me shower or do any of that stuff. Did he just keep you down in his basement, essentially? Yeah. Jeez. So she Poor didn't girl. even get the squirrel burgers. <sighs> I love how she's like, he, he fed you burgers? Yeah, he Wasn't says. <laughs> this dude was weird. Yeah, he's, and like, if you see him, he just looks like regular Joe Schmo. Like, yeah. you know how you expect people to look creepy yeah. when you hear these stories? Like, not at all. Like, I don't think you would suspect him at all. Well, and it's funny, too, because this story, it's almost like bodies and... Two odd places, because yeah. one, his house is odd AF. Totally. And totally. then in a tree? Yeah. Only, so weird. Only those professional tree guys would know. At least he was doing something with his tree trimming skills. So weird. <laughs> Unfortunately, so it was... So weird. There's, that is some odd places to find bodies. Yeah, totally. I know. Yeah, just wait till we post the pictures. It's so weird Ew. looking. Well, just, just be prepared, because you could find a body anywhere. Anywhere anywhere these and days and just make sure when you go to hotels that your water <laughs> seems okay <laughs> i mean maybe we should look up i'm gonna do it right now like how many stars does the Ciso <laughs> hotel have because i don't want to sound like prissy or anything but i would at least need four stars it's got three. Oh, still three it's now we called stay on main hotel mm, they rebranded a thousand reviews and uh I mean, 32% of them are one stars. Just because it's like... 100%. Like a, you know, touristy spot because of everything that's happened there. <laughs> <laughs> this 
Someone Gross. must have said safety issues that are concerning. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Oh, gosh, guys. Oh. I mean, I'll walk by it, but I don't want to stay in it. <laughs> Sounds disgusting. No, thanks. There you guys have it. Have a good Super Bowl Sunday watch for bodies. Hopefully yes. they are not anywhere near you. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Bye. Don't collect leaves. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening to Two Friends, Two Murders. Go follow us on Instagram at Two Friends Two Murders Podcast. Episodes are available on both Apple Podcast and Buzzsprout. Don't forget to go leave us a review and share the episode with your friends. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to reach out to us via Instagram or email us at Two Friends Two Murders Podcast at gmail.com.